0: Shalom, this is Rabbi Brian. If our podcasts have been a blessing to you, will you please consider being a blessing to the nation of Haiti? Mishkan David supports two works of the Lord in Haiti. The first is our Beth Kasset Orphanage, where almost 40 children are cared for and taught about the God of Israel and the Messiah Yeshua. We also support Messianic congregation Mishkan Yeshua Haiti, which is overseen by our own Rabbi Peter Oliveira. Adonai is doing a supernatural work there to bring the love of Yeshua and the restoring power of his Torah to the entire nation. Visit www.torah4hati.org That's www.t-o-r-a-h, number 4 Haiti, dot org, to sponsor a child at our orphanage or to make a one-time tax-deductible donation. Thank you, and may the Lord bless you as you listen to the word delivered at our Mishkan David Shabbat service. Shalom.
1: For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Yeshua on the night when he was betrayed took bread, uh, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, we also took the cup after supper, saying, "This This cup is the new covenant and so eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body eats and drinks judgment on himself. This, that is why many of you are weak and ill and come and some have died.
0: Well, it seems straightforward enough. I've heard this my entire life. Um, having grown up in the church, and I always thought I knew what that meant. Paul is uh, speaking to the people in this gathering, and uh, he's telling them about uh, the Lord's Supper, uh, what many Christians call communion, and... I won't get into the nomenclature now. I think Rabbi did that well two weeks ago. Um, and he's just he's beginning to talk about it. And on the one hand they're they're talking about something every day, and on the other hand talking about something uh spiritual and I'll get into that in a moment. But he, he goes on to talk about the cup, not just the bread. And this is something that we're the disciples were told to do what we're told to do as a way to be reminded of Yeshua and what he was doing and what he did. And it says, as often as you do this, eat and drink this, you proclaim his death. Um, that word in English sounds almost as if you're telling someone, but in the Greek, it's not. Um, a, a better sense of it is to think I mean, you just talked about uh, the shepherds in Bethlehem. Think of the angel who came and appeared in the sky and all the angels to give that news. Something that big, that spectacular, that's what it's talking about here. That's more the sense in the Greek, that you're not just saying this to someone. You're out there on the soapbox giving this good news to everyone. Every time you do this, it's a testimony, and it's something powerful. Um, this started a uh, little bit before the passage that um, God gave me, and I, I wanted to back up to that because there were some issues here. Um, in many places, they, churches have communion, and they just have bread and, and wine or, or juice. In some places, they actually have a meal. And I guess it was part of what this gathering did that they, when they came together, they had some kind of a meal. And Paul's rebuking them. Because they were not seeing this as something spiritual, something holy, something special. And he essentially told them, if you're going to do that, stay home. Eat at home. Don't come here and eat. Because they were not being considerate of everyone else. There were poor people there, people who couldn't afford to eat. Maybe some handicapped people who couldn't get to the food easily. And some people just sat down, started eating, drinking, and ignoring everyone else they were not sensitive to the other members of the body. So there's a social issue going on here. And he speaks to that in the beginning of this passage. And as you'll see in a moment, he also gets back to that at the end. But in the middle, he digresses. And he goes from the social issue, the everyday stuff, to something much deeper than that. And uh, he says to them in many of the of the uh different versions it says you despise the church which is not just a translation it's an interpretation uh the word there is actually the ecclesia uh, which means those called out and in the greek um we think of someone calling out or going out of something or something going into something in this word the two are combined in one He's not calling them out without telling them where to go. The people were not taken out of Egypt at the Exodus and told just go where you want, or not even told where to go. He took them out to go somewhere else. He took Abram out of his father's house and told him where he was going to go. And when he calls us to himself, he calls us out of wherever we had been, wherever we are, to go to him. We are called to him. And it says here, the ecclesia of God, because these people are called out of wherever they are, all of us are, not just to anywhere, but to him. He calls us to himself. And Paul's making that point, that these are those whom God has called to himself. You need to be mindful of that. These are my people. I have called to myself. You need to behave towards them in your actions, in your thoughts, in your speech, with dignity and honor because they're my people. And at the end of the passage, he says, So then, when you do come together to honor the Lord and remember him as he taught, um, be mindful of one another. Wait for one another. Don't just sit down and eat your own food and ignore everyone else who may not have any food or just start to get drunk. This is not just a social time, it's something special. Yeshua commanded, when you do this, remember me, my death, because I'm doing this for you. So, whoops. Um, as I said, I grew up in, uh, in a church, and I've heard this all my life. And I, I had to think there had to be more to it than this, because... That was my culture, and that's the culture in so many Christian churches. But he's speaking, this is a Jew, a Pharisee, speaking to other Jews, and there had to be something Jewish in it, something that goes back to the Tanakh. And there is, and it all started with Jacob. When God came to Jacob and said to him, Your name is Jacob, but henceforth it will be Yisrael, he gave him that new name. And when it was all done, Jacob set up the pillar, and he poured out a drink offering on it. Now, uh, this is also mentioned in the Gospels, where Yeshua is doing this, having this time with his disciples. And he talks about the cup, and he said, this is poured out for you, this new covenant in my blood. And in some it says, it's poured out for you and for many, uh let's back up just a moment here i think i've got a pointer i do so this this pillar of stone um this is not the first time we see that in in um maybe it is the first time we see it in english okay so uh this word that means pillar it's a special kind it can be a monument but it's something to remember something but it can also be an altar And the point that it is an altar is made more obvious when he pours out a drink offering on it. Uh, This is before Sinai. And at that point at Sinai, they're given the Torah and they're told about all the different offerings. And there are some where the priest can take some of the meat and eat it themselves. And there's some where they can't. And the whole burnt offering which also is Yeshua, is done with a drink offering, Uh, usually oil, but it could be wine. And one of the things that's unique about that offering is it is never to be consumed by humans. The drink offering is always for God, always, always. So that must have stunned the disciples when Yeshua is telling them, This is a drink offering and it's poured out for you just as that was poured out um, upon the stone by Jacob. Because they knew that that was the kind of thing which is just for God. And now he's saying, we're going to drink this? And I'm sure some of them were surprised, some were shocked, some were horrified. How can we do this? But this is a new covenant that he's making. Yeah, but I didn't enter into this new covenant with you i'm making the covenant and i'm holding you accountable (laughs) and that's made more obvious by what paul said about some of you have gotten sick some have died this is no small deal to him he understands that and he's passing on this teaching the cup that is poured out for you in the greek um oh back to the pillar this is this the, the other instance we talked about this months ago was when um, Lot was taken out of the city as Sodom and Gomorrah were being destroyed, and his wife was changed to a pillar of salt. That's a whole different kind of pillar, two different words in the Hebrew. This kind is the altar or the memorial. That kind is also, but it has a military sense, where that kind of pillar is either has the function of an officer with authority, but also a defensive position. So when his wife was turned into that kind of pillar, it's more of a warning and a point of defense, where this one is an altar, and the oil is poured out upon it. And in the Greek here, um, the poured out means exactly what it says, but it can also be shed, as in shed your clothing, Your blood has been shed. And it also means bestowed. And not just bestowed on any one person. Um, In some countries, someone who's been great in battle could have gone before the king, and the king bestowed the honor of knighthood upon them for their their valiant fighting. Uh, It's the same sense of bestowed, except it's bestowed easily freely, and abundantly, which is consistent with, this is poured out for you and for many. I'm doing this honor to you. And I'm doing it at no cost to you. And I'm doing it to lots of you. And I'm doing it in abundance. This is a big honor. And not just points back to the part about the disciples being told, you're going to take part of this offering which normally just God takes part in. You're going to be able to consume it. Typically men give it, God consumes it, and no one else touches it. But now you're going to do this. And it talks about discerning the body. And I think that's just a matter of being sensitive. Um... Joseph I suppose is probably the greatest instance of insensitivity that we see um, Could you imagine coming into this building and seeing your family and they see you walk in and they've got this Something in their eyes, which is not good and they take you outside and they open up the cover to the septic tank and they toss you in and then they sit by and have a nice meal while you're in there sobbing and wailing, wanting to get out. And then they take you out and say, "Okay, we're going to sell you to these people. You're going to go to Somalia, be a slave. You're going to be beaten, starved, maybe die. That's okay. We got things to do. We're out of here. That's the extreme sensitivity. That's what they did to Joseph. And yet, we have forgiveness for all that and more and Yeshua made it quite clear as Paul is trying to say here it's what you do but it's also what you say and Yeshua went beyond that it's also what you think if you have lust in your heart you've committed adultery so we're accountable for what we say what we do what we think and how we treat others if Joseph's father had been there he would have been ashamed of his sons for what they did and in the same way how we behave towards one another. God is mindful of that. What we do, what we say, what we think. And Paul seems to be pointing out there are consequences. Yeshua didn't say that. But I think he knew God well enough and knew enough of Torah to know that there would be consequences for any disobedience. Which is why he said, if you're hungry And you can't wait and you can't be respectful stay home that must have been their culture that when they celebrated the lord's supper they also had a meal many places don't do that some do but whether they're doing that or not whatever they're doing he's telling the people be mindful of those people that god has called out to himself and that just means discerning the body his body the body of yeshua